Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hey, what's up, guys? We're here for Chapter 4 of Sacred Lies. We're going to be talking about so much stuff. We're so, so, so excited. We're going to be diving deeper into to young Kevin, uh, his whole background, what is the true meaning of Charlie, what's going on in the woods, Dr. Wilson, of course, Juvie, so much, so much to talk about. We also have a fun segment towards the end that you're not going to want to miss called Trivia with Taylor, where we just uh, discuss a bunch of trivia and see if we, who on this panel has the best uh, knowledge. <laughs> so make sure to stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hey, guys. <laughs> Welcome back. Oh, we're so excited. We're here for Chapter 4. Oh, we, I mean, I have to say, I'm Juliet. I love this show. That's, that's, I just have to put that out there. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm here with our lovely co-host, Taylor. Oh, sorry. Dakota, how are My you? My name's Dakota. How's it going? Um, thank you guys for being here. We're so excited. Excited, and of course, we just cannot wait to see what happens next. Yeah, and I'm Taylor. Um, (laughs) Like I said before, the show is getting just better and better and better. The more we learn, the more characters we're introduced to. I loved how we got to actually meet young Kevin and young Charlie in this episode, and I'm so pumped to break it down. Oh, it's your boy Evan. How you guys doing? Um, Good to see you guys. Yeah, ain't seen you in like a week. So I know. (laughs) A whole week. What's up? (laughs) How you doing? What's shaking? (laughs) We missed you, and very exciting. We have a returning guest. It's been a whole five minutes I since know, we last talked. I know, but I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me, being so hospitable. Yes, <laughs> thank you well, so we, much. Well, we, I mean, we cannot, just your performance, your just everything, you just so, so, so impressive. We talked a little bit about this uh, in chapter in the, our breakdown for chapter four, or chapter three, because we're breaking down chapter four now. And if you guys listening have not listened to that, we really urge you to go back and watch it, because you gave us so many gems about just oh things going on behind the scenes, uh, just act, just life on set, and all this stuff. So, um, so this was chapter four, where we just discussed, uh, we learned a little bit more about Charlie and his background. Uh, we learned about meteor showers and the meanings that they have and the power of science. Yes! Um, science! <laughs> science. <laughs> Angel the science girl! <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any tidbits that you can share about uh, filming this specific episode? Maybe when you got the script, your overall thought? Oh my gosh. Well, it's a fun episode, and this is why I'm excited for everyone to see it, because we explore a little bit more of the dogma of the cult, and to me, it's really cool, because yeah, we've got Juvie, we've got uh, the cult, so it's two completely separate worlds, and we get to dive a little bit more into it, plus we get to see Minnow more recently in the cult, and and it's going to explore more episodes, like her life and what happened to bring her to this point, Um, but yeah, also like her relationship with Angel gets a little bit more developed, and the whole thing about the stars, and all the beliefs and everything, it's just, and also, of course, I mean, the whole Charlie thing. Yeah. You know I mean, let, yeah, that was a whopper. Yeah, let's talk about that, the whole Charlie thing. And then um, we actually um, went on our first episode, we talked a little bit about this, how everyone has a background, right? And you don't just. Not, I mean, we can empathize with him a little bit. That was brought up, but he does have a dark background. And this idea of Charlie was brought because he, it's insinuated that he was sexually abused in his own school. Did this make you empathize with him, or were you with still. With Kevin? Yes, with Kevin. 
Yeah, I mean, it's definitely one of those things where, obviously, um, Charlie, the janitor, he took advantage of someone so young, and it was so sickening and saddening. Um, but I, I just want to know, and, and maybe they'll shed some more light on this, but that aspect, and then the whole, like, religion aspect, like, how Charlie influenced him so much to be like, no, like, this is okay, and this is right, and if you follow me then you will have an amazing life. That whole thing. I just want to know how he managed to really manipulate Kevin like that. Yeah. I want to know more about that as well yes. because it was it was not enough. You feel the same way, Evan? Yeah, it's just because when you, as far as empathy, you have to empathize with a person like that when you see that that those are serious issues and you're seeing when when your trust is kind of betrayed by an older person, you know what I mean, and what that can do. So it's just, it's really good to see those different sides before we like you're all in on the thought process of what this guy is and what he's about. So it's good to have that, that different side. At the same time, though, it's just so sad because I feel like instead of using this, because we've talked about, especially on our reality cult show, about how people who were subjected to sort of this violence and this abuse can, you know, use it to move forward and in a different way. And I feel like instead of Kevin doing that, he just kind of continued the pattern, continued the cycle. Um, And I I especially am sort of worried that perhaps Kevin even, like, continued the cycle of, like, the sexual abuse because you see her sort of rubbing him, sort of rubbing Minnow's shoulders at one point, Mm -hmm. which made me very uncomfortable and set off some real red flags for me. Yeah, that's a great point. So back when they're uh, in the woods, we have this whole scene, and she's actually with her little sister, Constance, Mm -hmm. and Constance is asking her all these questions. We talked a little bit, uh, Elena, in episode three, how um, we see that dynamic, and she's really protective of her and we saw that more in this episode just being, how was it uh, working more with more. your with your young sister Constance oh my gosh Hannah's so sweet it was really fun like I got my little sister you know I always wanted a sister <laughs> growing up I have an older brother who's wonderful but I always had a little sister so it was fun and you know to do those scenes and I agree with what you're saying totally like what the creators really wanted to make sure is across with Minnow and with every character is everyone's flawed no one is it's 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 everyone's good everyone's got bad you know uh, obviously the prophet's got a lot of bad um, but you I agree you can't help but sympathize with what he has gone through mm-hmm. and I think that the the you know elaboration of the cult and the whole doctrine was a way of coping you know mm-hmm. to make Charlie his god was a way of you know a coping mechanism of survival mm-hmm. so it certainly does not justify anything that he does but right. um, it does definitely make you understand a little bit more of where it comes from um, and it all gets fleshed out a lot more in the upcoming episodes and also the relationship between Minnow and Constance is a really special one and I think it's such a protective thing that Minnow has um, and it's also a little yeah, there's. Ah, I can't say. I can't say. No, I, I, it's crazy though, because ever since episode, or I guess ever since we first saw Kevin, the prophet, I was thinking, okay, this guy has the very stereotypical like pervert kind of look to him, like mm-hmm. pedophile type of look. He has like the glasses and like the mustache, and like he just looks real creepy, like he means harm. But I didn't want to stereotype him, so I'm like, okay, well maybe that's not at all what's going on. Yeah. But then ever since the whole Charlie storyline and, and seeing all that, it kind of makes sense why I had that kind of guttural like feeling towards him, just looking at him, which goes to show as an actor, he did an incredible job yeah, portraying that before we even found out about his past. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, that's all about craft right there, brother. Yeah, but you yeah. can definitely see whenever he comes over to you and Constance and is talking to you, you see you kind of stiffen up and you're, you, you don't like him. I mean, you may have off-putting. to follow him. He's off-putting and you can tell in your body language that you just don't feel right around him. Yeah, I think and the, with Minnow, that's the thing. I feel like there's such an intuitiveness about her, which we were talking about before. Like, I feel like it's an animal instinct. Like, she just has this feeling like something's off. His aura is off. And she says, maybe he will try to destroy me. Maybe something will happen. Like, it just it's this kind of like just sense you can't 
you can't shake. Um, so yeah, that's definitely, and you know, he is their, their, their prophet that they worship. But the thing is, is she has this kind of innate, this warning sign. And I think, you know, he is definitely, he's an abuser. And I feel like if you, it's kind of like, she's like this dog. And if you abuse a dog, which is actually mentioned, he abused dogs. Um, if you, if you kick a dog enough, eventually it's going to bite back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Men will bite back. Yeah. Let's talk. Bite back. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about this more. So, uh, Dr. Wilson keeps investigating and he's trying to get to the bottom of this all. And he actually visits Kevin's mother, which I thought was the most interesting scene of the episode because she, um, by, in his eyes, couldn't do anything wrong. And she also didn't seem really informed of everything that had been going on. So, I don't really know when the ties were broken there. One thing we learn about is that the mom says the one side of the story that he had this dog who loved him and followed him everywhere. And then the brother, when the mom's not around, is saying, no, that's not what happened. He would literally beat this animal and then give it just enough love for him to follow him everywhere. What a crazy tactic. Can you imagine? Can you it's crazy because, like, you know, mother's love is very powerful. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like my mother, like, if I did anything wrong, my mother would be, like, in the middle of court be like, he ain't do nothing. I ain't see a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I love my baby, you know? So it's, like, one of those things where I can relate to that, you know what I mean? Like, the naivety of, of of his mom. So I, I just, I like this. I like to see that kind of stuff when, like, the the, the mother being kind of ignorant to what her son's doing, you know, which is, you can understand why. Yeah, and I also think it could have just been a story that she's told herself so long Absolutely. to cope with the fact that her son isn't this, you know, upstanding citizen. I think that maybe she's just told herself so much that she eventually just started believing it. Like, even you could see in her house, like, all of the pictures and the crosses and the candles, like, she completely lives in her own world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she she really does. And it's, it was just so crippling hearing that. Just like, wow, so this is something that's been in him his his whole life. We got to find out that he was, you know, he wasn't this popular kid. He was actually kind of um, made fun of, and he had little glasses. And so it just it's putting all these seeds in of like, oh, this is how this character is being shaped, right? This is his background, and this is why he's so manipulative. It's maybe, dare I say, a way for him to find love? Is that too much of a stress, you think, Elena? Yeah, I mean, I feel like at the end of the day, like, every single person or we're always searching for happiness. I feel like we're always searching for love and in, in, in whatever way that manifests, whether it's healthy or toxic or volatile, we're always just trying to feel like we belong and we are, you know, can connect with people. Um, so I feel like, yeah, it, it, it all stems from that. Obviously, it, it manifests in a horrible way and right. um, it's definitely not healthy and it, it, it harms other people. And that's the thing. It becomes this abuse of power, this distortion of a religion that he comes up with. So, and it's got, you know, negative effects for sure. Yeah. And just, again, this duality really leaves um, uh, know with just this idea of like what is it that do I believe in and we've talked about this a little bit but here was really uh, said at length that she um, doesn't mean that she actually even says doesn't mean that everything Charlie said was wrong so she still has she has these conflicting mm-hmm. ideas and these conflicting viewpoints and what I thought was really interesting is Dr. Wilson replies says the best lies always um, have an element of truth in them so I really I love this storyline and I want to explore this more what are you guys' thoughts do you think there's anything that she, her whole past life, is she really going to give that up or is she still going to believe in certain things? I think for a while she'll believe in certain things because she, I think she's finally starting to realize that not all of it is true, but I think she's still trying to hold on to a few things because she doesn't want to feel like her whole past was a lie. Yeah. So she's trying to grab onto these things. Oh, well, this might be true. This might be true, but okay, I, I'm going to accept that maybe this isn't. I think over time, as the episodes go on, she'll really realize that the entire thing was like a sham. Yeah. Really. I think that it's kind of a fear-based thing too, 
even if she objectively starts finding out, okay, this is not right, this is not true, like she was taught for so long, especially with the death of her mother, I think that was just such an integral part of, you know, her growing up, of her life. Like, if she stops believing in this stuff, like, will she ever see her mom again? Like, will she be punished forever? So, you know, even if it's not rational, I think that fear is just such a powerful tool that she's been, Mm. you know, infused with the whole time that it's like you know like where does she turn (laughs) yeah Yeah. it definitely seems like a spiritual crisis that she's going through like and for me it was interesting because when i read the scripts i was like she's questioning so much in the cult and you'll see that even more and that the seed was kind of planted in this episode but yet why is she like hanging on so much to it Mm -hmm. in juvie but i think it is it's like a fear thing like then that means everything was a lie and that's scary no one wants to feel like their life was a lie or the things they believed in is a lie like the the cult's a very powerful thing you know and it's like that's her like it's like her you know what i mean it's like a part of her and who no one wants that to be like no. you want everyone like wants validation right especially when it comes to, to something that's so powerful as a religion exactly and what's really disturbing to her is that she nothing that the prophet said was as she mentioned is proven to be right but yet there's nothing that proves that it was completely wrong so what yeah. she really wants to rely on is, is facts and this idea of science is uh, is uh, introduced by angel which I thought was so so cool that she just how you know this new aspect of her life is coming t- together and uh, I mean we want to go back to science class honestly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, were you good in science when you were in high school? No, no I I wish. <laughs> it fascinates me okay I it love science it's, and it's a really helpful thing but I mean I'm not the science but you know I was always into like literature like stories or something um but no I yeah it is interesting and I also think what's interesting is again everyone has their own different beliefs and Minnow gets to like just take each one in and decide for herself but there's that one line where she's like okay so she's like there was the big bang and all this but what was before Mm -hmm. we don't know yet so it's still open-ended it can still you know she's not I feel like she hasn't turned her back from spirituality it's just her feeling it all out and it's just it's unwritten Natasha Bedingfield (laughs) said no, she was like never given an option to explore different things. Mm-hmm. When something's placed in front of you, this yeah. is what you do. Like that that's that's where people get conflicted, you know, when they grow up in a strict religious household and then all of a sudden they go off to college or something and someone's like, No, this is kinda cool too. Yeah. Like you get like, Oh damn. You know what I mean? So like if you're not presented with like open options to figure out yeah. your thing, it's that's I, that can be confusing for a young lady though, uh-huh. or anybody, you know what I'm saying? So I think it's interesting she's getting bombarded with all this different ideology you know what I mean yeah Um, and one thing we explore more is the meteor showers Mm -hmm. Um, so and this was such an interesting thing because it comes back in different ways the first one being when they're in the woods um, the prophet Kevin says that Charlie uh, those are Charlie's uh, tears and he's just crying over this world and it's become this really really dark thing Uh, yet this sparks a memory within uh, at the time uh, where she was like wait we used to we used to drive up and go look at those those were cool Mm -hmm. wait what's going on and I thought that was really neat that she, even back then, maybe this idea of questioning and this idea of doubt was actually really present. And mm-hmm. I wonder if she, it's not really clear if she's actually having flashbacks or if this is just being told for us to know about, more about the background. But I want to know. Or in therapy sessions with Wilson. Exactly. Yes. Very true. Very, very smart observation there. <laughs> she, has, she has the inside track. Well, yeah. <laughs> I got the cheat sheet. Yeah, all right. Yeah. All the cheat codes. All the cheat <laughs> well, um, I just, I, do you? think that they're God's tears, Dakota? (laughs) Well, I would say this is an eye-opening experience for Minnow because she's seeing, okay, well, this in particular is 
not Charlie's tears. Like, it, it, like I mean, she may still believe it. I think she's kind of eye-opening to be like, okay, well, this is something related to science. Like, on a certain day on the year, like, this happens because of this, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, of course, personally, I feel like God, you know, allows all of that to happen and, and, and creates all that kind of stuff. But... I think she's seeing, okay, well, it's not Charlie. It's not like this this guy who's crying. It's 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 more of like a cause and effect type of a thing. Right. Mm. I think that I like the fact that she doesn't feel like she has to choose just yet, like, because she's yes. not, yes. like, I, I really loved the scene where the youth group people were quoting the Bible and Angel was like, well, this is Angel 1-1, okay, so you can quote me on that. <laughs> but she's kind of rejecting both of them at the same time in favor of finding her own path. Like, I feel like she feels that there can be a middle ground between the two. And even if she doesn't completely know it yet, I think intuitively that's what she thinks because she's not going extreme one way or the other in juvie with this newfound freedom, which I think is really interesting and really cool that she's not, you know, picking a side, like she's not rebelling completely against what she believes, mm-hmm. but she's also not ready to completely believe in something else either. Yeah, it's, it's interesting you say that because like, w- like science and religion, they're always at odds, but like to me, you find that when you find a middle ground, you understand that they can, they can go hand in hand mm-hmm. and not be so against each other. Like, because mm-hmm. science people are like, no, but, but it's tough to go through life without faith though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have to believe in something. I don't give a damn what it is. I don't give a like, <laughs> Worship marshmallows. There something, there, there, like people, that's what a lot of like hardcore science people don't realize. Like walking through life without faith, or walking through life with like, why do those people die in that burning building? Like you, you need something to hold on to. You know what I mean? That's why I always think religion and science can go hand in hand, as yeah. opposed to always pitting them against each other. You mm-hmm. know, it's very divisive. I think. And yeah. I think Minnow is kind of done with extremism. She doesn't yeah. want to be a part of like this cult. That's Absolutely. Like, she wants to, be or even to... labels, just in, right. just defining things of it being a set thing of rules, just being your faith or your spiritual, just like your personal journey. It's not got any, like, it's not set in stone, and it's just, yeah, it's a beautiful thing, I think. And it's, I feel like we are all, like, this is a universal thing. We're always searching for answers. We're always searching for, is this my happiness? Am I at a place of contentment? We're always searching for that. And she's kind of like a newborn baby. Shock of the senses, you know? All of these different beliefs, all of these different things that are possible. Um, (laughs) So, and also all of those sounds that you were mentioning in the prison, when she was arrested, you know? All of this is a shock to her senses. So it's a lot to digest and to to just make your, your mind up in one night. You can't do right, it. Absolutely. Yeah. In four episodes, you can't make up your mind. You know, it's it's a journey. So I, yeah. I don't even know at the yeah. end of season one if if she will know exactly what. But I think that she is on her way and on yes. her journey, and and that she every episode and every day will will figure out more and more of what she believes. Yeah, I mean, it's such a rich show and such a rich role. I mean, what really drew you to as an actor? What drew you to uh, this character? Oh my gosh, I mean, I just feel like you know, in reading material, this was just such a rarity. Like I hadn't read something that was. Like with a uh, a female heroine who was who was every shade of every kind of thing, you know, she was flawed, she was vulnerable, but she's also strong. She's a survivor. Like it was just really exciting material written really well. And I had only had a really little. I didn't have all the episodes. I was just like one. So I was like, what's gonna happen? What? Why is this? What happened to the hands? I just have all these unanswered questions. So it it just captivated me, and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, it got me really excited. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, the whole show is captivating. And actually, what I thought was even captivating in this episode was when Angel brings her to the roof. We're talking about the media show. Mm-hmm. And you're standing there, and you've seen them before. 
before, right? You've seen them before you were in the cult, you've seen them yeah. in the cult, and now it's this scene, it seemed like Mina was watching them for the first time. You were looking uh, up in the sky, and it was just like kind with of this new eyes. With new eyes, exactly, because you yeah. had this idea of, oh, wait, this is, there's science behind this, there's actual factual. Yeah. How, um, can you give us some tidbits on how, what, was that just a screen? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, we were shooting, actually, so we were shooting at a real juvenile detention. It was no longer, it's no longer active, but it, um, so it's real juvie in Vancouver where we shot really it's we're in Montana um set in uh so we're it's cold out we're but we're all we have amazing crew amazing guys we're all having fun we're up on the, this roof there's a humongous blue screen really? that we're looking at there's like like these tiny little X's with tape where we're supposed to have our eye lines and we're seeing the stars but also you know for Minnow it's also she's been inside Juvie for a while now we don't really know exactly how like the timeline but I think also breathing in the air and like mm. seeing like this wide expansion is also like another like wow I right. miss it. she's this is a girl who's grown up in the woods so I think that was also like hit, hits home but um, shooting that scene was really fun you know Kiana again we had a blast like all of those scenes Angel and Minnow was, all of those scenes were a lot of fun to shoot everything just the whole entire thing was it was challenging every day don't get me wrong but it was so rewarding and in that scene because all the hands were such a big element to it I we actually didn't have to do any of the rigs any of the prosthetic stumps or any of the wrapping I just gotta hide them in my sleeves oh. so I pulled out the sleeves and we're shooting in the middle of the scene right and they're like Elena pull your sleeve down your hands so we're like okay okay so yeah so funny yeah so as an actor it's easier not to have those on because how much of a challenge are there you do such a beautiful job but I'm assuming it can't be easy no the the funny thing is is it's very sweaty because it's like it's silicone our effects team did an amazing job how and they're actually modeled after my own hands but they're you know putting on the juvie those juvie sweaters they had our amazing wardrobe team made like octopus sweaters so it was like multiple limbs so one for my actual hand and one for the stump but getting those on with like all oh, the, wow. my, these layers and the, I'm just so sweating I'm just like oh my gosh it was like <laughs> it would take up a lot of time to put those things on um, but it was it's funny because when you're acting usually you don't think about okay I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this you know you're just doing it mm-hmm. but everything had to be like approved by the visual effects team mm-hmm. because if I did this first of all Christy Sita again all, all credit to her name here she would watch every little thing and be like okay you wouldn't if you're walking right now your arm would not be straight because without this weight of your hand mm. your natural resting would be actually at an angle which anybody watching would be like oh that doesn't seem right that's incorrect but actually it's those subtle things that actually make it authentic and she was watching out for everything but also if my hands are wrapped and I'm sitting like this um, like this just so the camera can see it wouldn't be able to do that because they erased this and it would be floating so I'd have to make sure all the contact points I'd have to always like, flex my yeah. wrists so all this extra stuff you have to think about while also being emotional and like whether it's crying or talking about having a breakthrough with Wilson it's a lot you know it was quite a challenge but really yeah, grew from it I think Educational. seeing, seeing yeah. you like get the like the pill cup right and trying yeah. to like that part made me so nervous because I was like she's going to drop it like, like, I thought so too and this is like, don't blow it, don't blow yeah. it. Everything like, is like all the people of Video Village are watching. I'm like, I've done three weeks of prep on this. Christy's rooting for me. I'm like, don't drop the cup. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. And actually, let's talk a little bit more about that scene how they all go in line and they're waiting to get their medicine. I thought this was kind of a commentary on Juvie and just the prison system because we haven't seen, apart from Dr. Wilson, that's more of a psychological thing. We haven't seen her sit down with anyone. Mm-hmm. And all these poor girls are getting medication. It's kind of imposed and seem, she, they're assuming it's a multivitamin, but they're not really sure what she's inhaling and I thought that was really 
really strange, but yet that's kind of how the system works. Do you, I don't know. I know you can't really spoil too much. Um, right. <laughs> but are we going to get more into like her new like apart from her physicality, her uh, psychology? Are we going to get more into like her health in terms of like the venison that she's taking and things of that yeah, nature? Yeah, no, everything gets flushed out. This is what I'm like always like writing in the comments to everybody like watching the show. I'm like it gets it gets even better. These are already really juicy, but everything, all of your questions will be answered and everything gets touched upon. All of the girls' journeys, all of the system too, what these girls have been through and why they're in here and it all gets fleshed out. So, just, you know, stay, stay tuned. tuned. But it all, yeah. And, you know, but but Minnow is going through a lot, of course, with her health because she's coming from a place where she is malnourished. And, yeah. again, you know, real-world medicine was something they were not allowed to dabble in. So it's all it's all new. But I think her taking that pill, which we actually talked about this with Ryan on set, was like, it was kind of a thing of defiance. Like, I'm going to take this multivitamin <laughs> and I'm going to do it with authority because this is me. Yeah. Her, this is her kind of way, symbolically, I don't know, of, like, saying, I'm going against the prophet. I'm gonna fight against what I've been indoctrinated with. I'm not. I'm gonna. This is my. This is a little stand. Every step by step, she's. Yes. You know. Yeah. Like, her you're like. Strength. I'm gonna take this vitamin D like a bad. You know? <laughs> and I'm gonna read. <laughs> and I'm gonna feel the nutrients. Yeah. I'm exactly. gonna feel the nutrients throughout my. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. I but love that. It's it, very symbolic. Yeah. It really, really is. I love. I love you making that comment. Uh, but you guys really think it is a, a multivitamin, Evan? What do you think? Perhaps. I mean, Perhaps. I think so. <laughs> is it? Maybe it's a trend. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm just I'm going too much into theory. Speculating. Oh my yeah. god! I didn't question that, but now that you're bringing know, it up, I'm worried. Me me for some reason, I'm not questioning it. I think it was just a multivitamin. Yes. Okay. I really do think that that's the extent of well, it. Well, we'll stick to that for yeah. now. Uh, <laughs> later on in the episode, we'll have our prediction segment where we kind of oh. have different theories and such. So yeah. we'll, we'll discuss that a little bit more in depth. Uh, but before then, I really want to let our audience know uh, to go to YouTube and subscribe on uh, AfterBuzz TV's. Uh, we have different kind of portals for different genres. We have a reality, we have drama, sci-fi, a competition. Oh gosh, what do we not have? We have it all. Cause <laughs> everything. Was, everything, because we're <laughs> the ESPN of TV talk. Um, and what's really cool, again, if you subscribe on YouTube, you get uh, content that's catered to you that comes your way. So, for instance, I really liked... Um, our docuseries and so I did our reality channel now I get a bunch of things that come to our yes. channel so it's really really neat and also it really helps us uh, which is really cool and we love discussing all things television all things secret lies I mean and I kudos to Facebook for putting a show like this together Seriously. it's so neat number one it's free there's barely any advertisement which I really enjoy you just go on uh, your just computer it's not even an app I have to download I just yeah. log in yeah. right away yeah. it's super easy and as an actor, you were mentioning earlier, you were in the comments. How is that oh different? Because you've been different. You've been in movies and things like that. this experience. How is it for you? It's so unique to it. And for me to like let it go is like it would be a total waste and a shame. So that's why all of us in the cast and crew, all the creators, we're all interacting with the fans, answering questions. So like I'm like watching every little thing. I'm like, oh, I want to make sure all everyone you know knows. First of all, it's every Friday a new one drops, but it's free. You can put it up on your TV if you use a Wi-Fi network or if you download the app on your TV or streaming device. I'm like mm-hmm. memorize about it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, you can all of it. It's actually really easy. And to me, this is a platform that we want to take advantage of the fact that we can communicate and engage. There's also the sacralized community group where super fans can come in a safe space and, and exchange theories, predictions, you know, what they think is going to happen, where we also interact. And to me, it's just really cool to get to one on one, hear what you guys are thinking about the show, where you think it's going to head. And like it, the support means everything. So I'm it's a it's a it's a it's a blast. Yeah. And yeah. shout out to those fans. Do, you, do we have a name for them? <gasps> yeah, we were 
were just talking about it. So you guys <laughs> sounded off in the comments. You know, it was, it was going back and forth, but it seems like you guys all like the keepers. So we're gonna go with the keepers. <laughs> it's right. been it's official it. here thanks to AfterBuzz TV. We have come. It is a historical moment of the keepers. <laughs> I love it. Birth of the keepers. AfterBuzz TV exclusive. Thank you for that. <laughs> Justin. I appreciate you. I love um, that though because it does give fans like a place to like go and theorize and like what's gonna happen next and like everyone can kind of chime in and, and yeah. so I, that makes it like a special thing for because some people who want to just be on the Sacred Lies page you know they don't want a lot of spoilers or whatever but then there is that separate group if people really want to like dive yeah. in and, and exchange and the thing is is you don't if you miss the episode it's not like you have to tune in at 9 o'clock you can let it pile up and you can binge it it's really free flowing I want people to know that like it's it's easy yeah. and you know if even if you're out of the country you don't actually you can still watch it by clicking on the link because some people don't have the Facebook watch tab you can still watch it even if if you're in Canada or wherever, wow, you can awesome. still watch the show. That's yeah. really revolutionary, honestly. And the fact that it's so streamlined, like, you can talk right below the video. Like, that's so cool. Real time. Yeah. We could be having a conversation about it live. That's what we always are live watching the episodes and talking with fans. That's yeah. cool. so cool. Yeah. It's re- very customizable to the viewer, mm. which I love. Yeah, really true. I mean, and again, the content's so great. I, I cannot, every week I'm like, okay, I'm breaking, waiting for a new episode to drop, and I really, really hope we have, get to have another season, season two, mm. three, four, and many, many more. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, the last topic I want to talk about is um, more into the woods, and how you uh, actually, uh, um, all the people in the woods would have to one person was designated each night to stay up and wait for Charlie if because Charlie might come they're cleansing their faces they're up for hours on end and also she's a really young girl like she shouldn't she should be going to bed yeah <laughs> she poor <be>. thing <laughs> uh, but in one of those uh, moments she actually has a vision of her mother coming through coming out to her and, and seeing her Ooh. so Dr. Wilson just he believes her he believes that she saw it but he tries to rationalize it and mm-hmm. she really is stuck with this idea of no this really really happened where do you guys stand do you think this is part of her imagination or do you think this is her mom spiritually somehow coming to her and giving her a sign I think that it could be either either or so for one she's a young girl she shouldn't be out in the woods by herself at night like some animal I was come <laughs> were you her. creeped I was by my bed same thing late at night I'm like oh no please don't, don't hurt her anymore <laughs> I know and then I was scared that it was going to be like the janitor like coming through the swamp because like yeah. I saw like a head at first and I was like Same. no um, but oh, so that could be one way as like yes it's a spiritual thing on another thing she has been in the, the woods by herself keeping watch for hours and hours and hours she's probably sleep deprived she's probably tired you know there's some mist there's a few things she might be like tired and just kind of like dreaming these things slash mm-hmm. I don't know. It could be either or. I think that the fact that's even a question and, like, the fact that we're really weighing both options is a testament to, like, how cool the tone of the show is. Because there is, like, some sort of, like, magic and mystery to it, but there's also so much reality to it. But it never feels like it has to choose, and I like that because it, it, it does. It asks so many questions. It's like, do we believe Dr. Wilson, who really, really thinks this was just a product of delusion, or are we on Meadow's side? Like, did she really see something? So, yeah. I don't know. I'm really torn, too. I'm, like, yeah. 50-50 on it. Yeah, Doc, Doc wasn't there, though, you know what I mean? It's, huh. it's easy for him to, like, rationalize that, and what, but hey, who is he to say what was real? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's like, to her, it was real. Regardless if it's a figment of her imagination, that felt real to her. That is one of the biggest memories she's, she's recanting the memory because that was one of the things that still sticks with her mm-hmm. so it's it's pretty damn real to me you know what I mean that thing literally is still shaping a part of your life like it's that's about as real as it gets yeah 
Yeah, yeah, very true. And that was such a, that scene, can you, what was it like being on set? Like, was someone coming out? Was there a miss? Like, what were you telling yourself? Like, your eyes were, you weren't really talking as an actor, right? You didn't have any, many lines. Right, you didn't right. have lines, but you, your face was saying so much. How did you prep yourself for that? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I mean, we're just, I just want to like, live it, be in the moment. You know what I mean? Uh, we're on the lake, and, you know, Anya, who plays my mom, she's beautiful. And, like, it was actually our only scene we got to really do together mm-hmm. because everything else is little minnow. Yeah. Um, it's funny because, like, it's cold out, and I'm shivering, but it was really, like a heat packs on <laughs> because the wardrobe people took oh my god Sonia and like Katrina everybody took such good care of me they were like putting all these heat packs on me and I'm like guys I'm supposed to be shivering um, <laughs> but no it was a fun scene to shoot and it was such an important scene I feel like for Minnow's journey she, this is like one of her first biggest breakthroughs she's had yet and you know she shares this with Wilson and to me they're both kind of like they're cathartic for one another they're like therapy for each other it's kind of like this limbo you know Juvie's like in between the cult world and the real world yes. and I feel like this is her first big thing you know it's not it's something she cannot define it she cannot put a label on it. She cannot say what it was, but she knows it was real in her heart, in her soul, and she will not let anyone tell her it wasn't. So to me, that's a big, big leap for her, for her, that conviction. She's like, I'm not going to let anything you say, facts or no facts. Angel says, and this is the thing about spirituality that I feel is like, again, it's, it doesn't choose one thing to show, but it, it's it's open to your interpretation and what you, want, you believe it to be. But she's like, you know what? Angel says everything can be explained by science, but this is going to be something that I can't explain by science right. and will never be explained by science. And it's something that I will always have. And it's so special to yeah, her. Yeah. And it was, it's really sweet because again part of me as a viewer I want her to just kind of give up any, anything that she was taught because I feel like she was stole her whole, so much of her life was stolen away but then also how can you not empathize with a young girl who lost her mom at such a young age you don't want her to give up that memory you don't want yeah. her thinking that was a lie yeah. so I love how this show again there's all this duality um, it's just really really neat um, and last thing I really want to talk about too is that Dr. Wilson he I really like him because he Kevin just, Carroll yeah it's amazing he does such a great job and he he really is this driving force to giving us more clues every episode of what is going on because he's really going in there and investigating which I think is really cool but also I'm like where are the cops out someone we should have someone else in charge like what's going on um, but one of the things that he reveals is that he actually runs into Vivian uh, who used to be part of the cult which I thought was really cool because before this point it's been told that everyone's dead she's the only one survivor but actually she's there so again where are the police people go interact go talk to them why is we have this poor doctor <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> but she has so much anger she was she was just like you know whatever she, she, she blames uh Menno for everything that's happened yes. and there's no empathy there at all which I, I mean we've seen her in the past a little bit and she kind of had that negative attitude about her but this was a stretch to me were you surprised taylor <sighs> a snake okay I don't like Vivian but she plays her so well I I think just the little moment that got me which was like not even a major thing but when she was yelling at Constance for filling up the water glasses Mm -hmm. a lot wrong I'm like why does it matter if she fills the right to left or left to right like it doesn't make a difference so that's like so telling of her character, like, that little moment just gave me, like, completely put me off from her, honestly. Well, not only that, but just seeing the way that she interacted with, like, your father. Mm. And, oh. like, and not only that, oh. but the fact that she was able <laughs> yeah. to, like, the fact that your father was able to move on and, and be with her, and she's kind of like a weird type of personality, kind of like, like you said, kind of like a snake type of mm-hmm. person. Yeah. So seeing that you have to grow up with her as a mother figure yes. is very unfortunate, and it helps, it, like... I don't want to say it. it. It molds your character in a way that, you know, you're already like a, a broken person and the fact that you don't have that support from 
like yeah, a mother figure. I think it makes that moment on the lake so much more powerful right. and poignant for Absolutely. her and her journey. But yeah, it's so true. I mean, Leah, who plays Vivian, she does such a such a great job because she's like an evil stepmother. You know, there's all there's again all those parallels to the fairy tale to fairy tale. You know, you know symbol symbolism and whatnot. But um, yeah, that was a fun scene to shoot just because that was actually our first time shooting from me being in the cult with Minnow, mm-hmm. and it was a funny thing I learned that day because it was like, oh, I feel like I'm playing a different character. It was weird. Like it feels like Minnow and Juvie and Minnow in the cult are two separate people because right. after she experiences that trauma, she changes. But it was really interesting to learn that on the day. But um, I think that also that moment with the dad where he's you know carving the wood and she's like confronting him about what they knew about the stars and for him to deny it, I think that's like that to me that was a big moment of like when he realizes he I've lost my father I've lost right. my father to the prophet like that's it that's it's a done deal and so it's really it's on top of the whole Vivian thing yeah right. exactly and you know what um so after seeing episode four and episode five wasn't isn't available yet so <laughs> I went I went back and watched from the top and I really urge everyone to do this because actually there's little tidbits that are being left each episode that you don't necessarily see when your first episode one of them being when um, she, uh, Constance is born Vivian kind of sits down on the bed and she's like hey yep. <laughs> and Minna's dad's like not right now go away and she's kind of, yeah go away and she's kind of well, the first time I saw it, I didn't think much of it I was like oh whatever and now we're like wait she's been planting scenes this whole time so I really really urge everyone while you wait for episode 5 to release next week go ahead binge everything again and again because there's so it's such a rich show there's so much so much there yeah. um, I think that kind of wraps up our breakdown of, of chapter 4 unless anyone wants to bring any last tidbits anything okay I'm Oh, okay. uh, yes. Wilson's uh, apartment or hotel was yes. ransacked by mm. someone who looks like, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but it looks <laughs> kind of like your father. I thought that was your father. Maybe. Yeah. I feel like this is opening up to something. That's why everyone's got to keep tuning in and watching everybody. Tell your friends. I urge everyone. Like, it only gets better and better. And I think you could see in the preview of the promo of next week. There's this guy named Jude, mm-hmm. and there's another guy, Cole. Who are these boys? I Something's know. gonna get juicy. And let me tell you, <laughs> it kicks off next week. is one of my favorite episodes. They're they're all really wonderful, but this it, it stuff happens. Yeah, like ah! wow, it's so so exciting. Yeah, I can't um can't wait. We, we'll actually talk a little bit about that in our prediction segment. Uh, but before that, I kind of want to open up uh, the questions to you because unfortunately, I wish you were here all the time. But I know you guys are the coolest. After Buzz TV is like the most fun. I can't. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'm sorry, I'm just so excited. I have like all these questions. Okay, so obviously you can't say for like the future episodes, but in in episode four, what does your character think of Dr. Wilson's intentions? Does she trust him? Mm. Is she like in this episode, what does she think? I, and I know a lot of the keepers were thinking about this. Like what is, is, is he going to betray her trust? Because I know there was that cliffhanger in the episode before with Harjo saying, are you going to help us out? And he was like, I'm willing to help. Mm-hmm. So right now we don't know. For mm-hmm. me with Minnow, I don't, I think she's right now at a place where she's feeling the more she talks with him, the more she has a breakthrough with him, the mm-hmm. more trust she has. And I feel like he's reinstating her trust in humanity. Yes. Now, whether or not he's going to betray that and, you know, hurt her is a different story, but I feel like right now she's on a good trajectory with him and she's opening it up more, she's socializing more, she's learning more, and she's, I feel like this is the safest place for her to acclimate in juvie rather than being thrown right into the real world because I feel like if she's like a wild animal and if she didn't have, you know, the, learn that there's redemption with people, she would be like unable to trust again, but we'll see if it gets betrayed. Yeah, because yeah. he, in the episode, says to someone, I don't help people I study them Mm. and that made me like disappointed because I'm like I really 
thought that they that could, what, yeah. you know, interact with each other and trust each other and form some kind of a relationship. That's disappointing. And so when he said that, I was like, ooh. He's separating himself, and we've also seen that he, she's asked him questions about his background, and, and like, who who picked your child's name? And he's just like, oh, we're out of time. He does not want to open up, and I really hope he does, but mm. there's definitely this distance That there. will be explored, though, what he's gone through. He's gone through some stuff, actually, that yeah. will be explored, and he's got his own kind of trauma, and mm. we might find out that him and Minnow are no, not very different, actually, and they are kind of a therapy for each other, but we'll see how, you know, if he's going to betray her or not, which is... Right. Wow. Yeah. Right. I mean, you can't be... I mean, I'm sorry, that... Just being in that environment, yeah. Again, he drinks. There must be something, some There's kind something. of pain there. There's something going on. What um, What was the most challenging thing about filming this show as a, as a whole? Well, again, as I said, every day was a challenge. There was yeah. always something. You know, eh, this is my first time being number one, and you know, I I felt very lucky and grateful that we had such a wonderful crew and cast put together. Um, I, we've remained friends on Facebook, and we all stay in touch. But every day was rewarding and educational. I learned something. You know, Minogo has goes through such a complex journey. I'll, such a lifespan on this show which you'll see but to me a big element of course was also the prosthetics and and dealing with all of that and making it the as natural and, and a part of me as possible so everything I couldn't possibly pick one part but mm. it was definitely made something so special because of the the, the people a part of it so I and, and to get to share it with you guys and to hear your reactions and your keen observations I'm telling you're very you're, you're catching on to a lot of stuff which I'm like oh, don't say it Elena but they're <laughs> onto something yeah. that's amazing oh my that. gosh um, um, I want to know do, do you have any like was was it any like um, collaborative like spirit when it came to like some of the decisions for the script or like your character like did you do any improv or um, like have any input? <laughs> um, yeah, no. There was the great thing about this show, which is such a, I find to be a rarity, is how absolutely open. Scott Rael, all of the writers and everybody on the show were like they were getting input from our props people, our wardrobe people. Everyone was had an had, it was an open dialogue and wow. it was a safe space. Everybody could say something. Like someone on makeup was like, "Oh, I don't think that would actually work here." They're like, "Oh, you're actually right." It was always That's an open cool. dialogue. That's Nobody awesome. was like, "Oh, no," you know. It was always free. Um, so, and then again, with, if I had any input too, it was always embraced and and considered, um, which is so special. So yeah, it was definitely a collaboration on all ends, which is uh, yeah, it's a very dear to my heart. Does that answer your question? (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think it's time to head into our very special segment. Yes. Uh Trivia with Taylor. What you got for us? (laughs) All right, I got two questions for you guys. So, um, speaking of kind of the the crew aspect of it, so, Everardo Gout, is that how you say his name? Gout, actually. I said Gout, too. Uh, He never even corrected me, but I was like, and he's like, actually, uh, eventually, he was like, it's Gout. I'm like, oh, okay, Gout. But you know what? People call me Lama, Eileen, so it's fine. And actually, Actually, it was with Everardo where we um, there was it was a sheer improv thing. We were all there was always some moments where we could play with that, but you know it That's was so yeah. <laughs> I love that. So Everardo Gut dir- <laughs> directed this episode. Which Leonardo DiCaprio movie did he work on as a second AD? Ooh. Was it A Titanic, <gasps> B Romeo and Juliet, or C Marvin's Room? I'm gonna say Titanic I, just because I really want that to be the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I'm, Marvin's room, maybe. Yeah, I'm that's what like, I would go with. Like Actually, might... Romeo and Juliet. Oh, Stop. Which is pretty cool, though. Yeah, I have a second ID on that, which pretty is pretty awesome. awesome. Not jealous. I would have been asking a lot of questions. <laughs> I know, right? He's got a lot of he's got a lot of Mister Rabbit history. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. So cool. Also, bringing it back to sort of the fact that this started out as a book by Stephanie Oakes. What award did the book win? Was it A the Golden Kite Award, B the Newbery Medal, or C the White Pine Award? Ooh. All pretty prestigious. Yeah, very. Prestigious. I'm going to say White Pine. 
I think I'm I with may you. have read that somewhere. I feel like it was Newbery. I don't know. I just feel like I saw that word. Yeah. It was actually Golden Kite. What? Golden <laughs> Kite. It's all right, guys. It's all right. We got it. Oh, all of our bases Where's covered. the detective skills? They just like went out the window. I'm like, <laughs> I know. We're all like keen and we know things. We need things, Dr. And Wilson like, in here. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Evan was a smart one. You were just sitting there like, He's yeah, not the log. I was like, I can't A, B, be or C. <laughs> <laughs> I'm deciding between three. I don't know. Yeah. I do have one. I'm sorry. Yeah, one more question. I want to know what does Minnow want more than anything in the world? Jeez. Oh my gosh, you're asking some <laughs> philosophical life questions here. What do all of us want in the world? I don't know. Uh, I just feel like Minnow right now, where we are with her in the show, I think she just wants answers. Okay. Yeah. Of course we all want love, we all want acceptance, but I feel like she's at a point where she's, she said this to Angel, like, teach me what you, teach me about science. I want, I don't want to just be told what to believe. I feel like she just wants clarity. She wants answers. Sure, she has, she's, because she's starting to find them out on her own with her mother on the lake, but I feel like she just wants to, to have her, she's on her path into mm-hmm. finding out who she is. I don't know. That's such a, it could be, it could be a number of things. No, that's I one of that. the big yeah. ones. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so sorry, guys. We're running out of time, but we got a few more minutes left for our predictions. Oh, whoa! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice sound effects, too. Whoa. Um, yeah, this is the part of the show where everyone does any theories, any fan theories that you have, anything you think might happen, or at least you hope will happen, you can share with us. I know it's going to be really hard for you to keep your I'm ready. mouth closed. <laughs> Fair advantage there, but Dakota, what you got? Oh my gosh. Um, I want to say that we are going to explore more about Dr. Wilson and if he may have some ulterior motives, mm-hmm. if he really is to be trusted. I want to trust him. Mm-hmm. I think that your guys' talks are very important and, and like you guys figure out a lot of, mm-hmm. about each other and yes. it's great. So I love it, but I also see he's influenced by his job and maybe past experiences. So I am thinking we might see a more darker side of him, at least for an episode or two, and maybe he'll be able to kind of work through those problems and come out on the other side. Yeah. I think that based on the promo for next week, um, so Jude is going to become a larger factor. I think that he is definitely going to make Minnow question some things in her cult, especially because he is... um, He's diverse, like he's not white, which we've kind of established that there's definitely some racism within the cult. So I think that, yeah, that's definitely, I think, going to come into play. I also think the girl in the shower is a bigger deal than we're letting on because, I mean, they've shared those looks, they've shared those things. They really have. And tension is palpable. Tension is palpable. (laughs) Like maybe she was in the cult, maybe she has something to do like with the outside of the cult. I don't know, but I think that they know each other or there's something Mm. really there I between think, them. I think the redhead is into Minnow. I think that's what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Oh. From the teaser. From the, from the oh. teaser, that's what I got from it. That's what I gathered. There's definitely something going to happen. Something's going to happen, and okay. it's big. Uh, but you guys have, yeah, you've caught the clues. Everything from the therapy sessions to little, everything in the dialogue, there's always a little hints to mm-hmm. something that's going to unfold of oh. the mystery. Uh, I'm, I, I told you I'm horrible at speculation. Um, <laughs> no. I'm the worst. Um, but no, hopefully, hopefully, um, I'm hoping the dad is alive because of the whole thing. You know, yeah. I'm hoping that's what it is. I don't know. I just, it'll be a, a hell of a monkey wrench if he's alive. You know, I'm going to throw things a lot off, like, 
It'll like, like blow the whole show up if he's still alive. So the hatchet <laughs> in the wall was definitely a nice touch. Yeah, they <laughs> <laughs> got a message across. Nice yeah. They're sending a message for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I hope so. I hope so. That'd I'm with awesome. you. That will really shake things up. Awesome. Um, in episode, we we found out that she has had uh, sex in the woods. Obviously, where else would she be having sex? Because she lives in the woods. Touche. Uh, <laughs> but I I'm hoping we're gonna find out how that comes together. How does uh, it all is intertwined? It's a big. Web and trust me, everything. Yeah, you're catching all of that thing. You're catching all. It's like a treasure hunt, and you're you guys. I love that. It's always it's always nice to like actually feel like you're knowing what's going to happen because there's so many shows that that I've covered where I'm like I have no clue what's happening next. And so being able to kind of be a detective is kind of it's a lot. It's super fun, and the show does such a great job again of giving you like giving you these little mysteries and then giving you little nuggets where you're like kind of you're being pulled into it. Versus as you're saying, some shows sometimes you're like okay. Too many, too many cliffhangers yeah. and too many like yeah. oh, fade to black. Like, what's gonna happen? Like, uh-huh. give me some answers. And I just, it's again, uh, kudos to everyone on your team. Kudos to you. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, I hope you had a good time. You're very present. You are very present. Oh, I, I hope I'm present. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You too. Um, where can um, obviously mean sacred lives? We'll see you every Friday. But if anyone wants to keep up with you offline, yeah. uh, where can they do so? So you can find me on Instagram at Elena Campos on Twitter at Elena Campos, Facebook Elena. I keep it very simple. Uh, yeah, but yeah, and I look forward to hearing anyone watching all their thoughts. We always, we always want to hear the reactions and all of your theories. So sound off. <laughs> awesome, keeping it simple. I like that. Uh, Dakota, where can people find Jen? You guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Mr. Dakota T. Jones. You guys can find me on Twitter at alphabet underscore Anne and on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. Cool. I'm Evan T. Mac, Instagram and Twitter. I'll let you boy. Awesome. And I am Juliet. You can find me on Instagram at Bonjour Juliet. Bonjour. Uh, this, bonjour. <laughs> this has been such, such a pleasure. Uh, thank you again. And guys, we'll be back here next week. So make sure to stay tuned. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Keepers. You guys are Keepers now. producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit After AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 